Welcome to the LHA Church Podcast. This is Jerry Galloway, and I'm the pastor of LHA Church. Thanks for joining us today. I pray this blesses you, strengthens your faith to know that God is working in your life. Enjoy the message. If you have your Bibles with you this morning, if you'll join me together in Psalm 19. We began last week talking about faithful guide that the Word of God is in our lives. We've been on a journey looking at our spiritual health. We cannot deny the power that the Word of God has in our lives in regard to our spiritual health. One of this morning, if I were to ask you to assess your spiritual health, what determination would you arrive at? Would you find yourself in excellent spiritual health? maybe marginal health, or in poor spiritual health. I believe that if we were to prescribe a course of action to help you and I to improve our spiritual health, it would most assuredly include the Word of God. And if we were to assess what has happened in our lives that has caused a degradation in our spiritual health, I believe we would find a lack of the Word of God to be a part of the problem. What you believe about the Bible has more to do with your relationship with God than anything else. You tell me what you believe about the Bible, and I will tell you what you believe about God. This book This book we know as the Bible has stood the test of time. It has stood through the scrutiny of mankind. And still, it remains a beacon of truth in the lives of people all around the world. It has been maligned. It's been rejected. It has been refused. And yet its message continues to set the captives free. It remains a lamp unto our feet and a light for our path. The Word is powerful. The Word is alive. The Bible, the Word of God, has a cause and effect principle. Last week we walked through part of that cause and effect, and we're going to, this morning what I want to do, I just want to kind of skim across where we were last week and bring us up to where we're heading this week. The Word of God, we find its cause and effect is found actually in the book of Genesis in the account of creation. We find that everything in creation was created by God's Word. The only thing that Scripture records for us that was not created when God spoke was man. And that's because God lovingly designed you and I with his own hands. He took the the dust of the earth and he formed man and God literally breathed the essence of himself into the dust of the ground and man became a living being. Everything else in creation, God spoke and it became. I would submit to you today your Bible that you hold in your hand is the words of God. Men have struggled and said, well, mankind wrote it. But the Bible says, even about itself, that it is inspired by the Holy Spirit. Men of old, inspired by God, the Holy Spirit gave them the words. And they spoke the very words of God that are written in the book that we have in our hands. It's not just any book, my friend. It is the book. It's not just one. It is the only one. When you pick up your Bible, the words hidden away in this book have the very same power that God's words had in the account of creation. The question you and I must answer is, do you believe that his word has that kind of power for your life? That's key. That's key. Often we can say, well, I know years ago, Or maybe you say, my grandma, maybe my mama and daddy believed. Do you believe that God's word has that same power available for your life every single day? 
you know, this morning my heart was so encouraged. I got up this morning um, a little earlier than I did last Sunday. And uh, when I got up this morning, I went to let the dog out of the house and I was standing by the, the front windows of the house and the sun was coming up. In that moment, the scriptures came to my mind from Lamentations. His mercies are fresh and new every single morning. Great is your faithfulness, O Lord, unto us. My heart was encouraged today. I'm not here today riding on yesterday's grace. It's brand new for Jerry today. It's brand new for your life. His mercies are fresh and new every single day morning. Friends, I I declare to you today this book is alive. It has power for your life. Last week we began talking about the transforming work of the power of the word. Psalm 19 is where we're at. We need to go back there again this week. Psalm 19, Psalm 19, beginning in verse number 7. What we find is that verses 7 through 9, there are six distinct thoughts of the transforming effect of the Word of God in our lives. We made it through most of them last week. Verse 7, the law of the Lord is perfect. It refreshes the soul. The statutes of the Lord are what? Trustworthy, making wise the simple. The precepts of the Lord are what? Right, giving joy to the heart. The commands of the Lord are what? Radiant, giving light to the eyes. The fear of the Lord is what? And it endures forever. The decrees of the Lord are firm and all of them are righteous. Look at verse 10. They are much more precious than gold than much pure gold. They are sweeter than honey, than honey from the honeycomb. By them your servant is warned, and in keeping them there is great reward. But who can discern their own errors? Forgive my hidden faults. Keep your servant also from willful sins. May they not rule over me, then I will be blameless and innocent of great transgression. May the words of my mouth And this meditation of my heart be pleasing in your sight, Lord, my rock and my redeemer. We began last week in verse 7, the law of the Lord. The law of the Lord, it has been known as the Torah. It is the common description of the word of God. God's word is a standard by which we measure everything. Somebody say everything. This is important that you understand this concept. We measure everything in life by the Word of God. It is authoritative. It is the rule of God. This is how life is to be lived in the kingdom. There are principles of life that God has set up. This is the nature. This is the substance of God's way of doing things. This is one we struggle with. And it's this thought, the Word of God does not come to us as a list of suggestions. They are commands. How many of y'all know we don't like to be told what to do? Starts when you're young. Mom and daddy say do this. And some of the first words to have a child's mouth are the word no. As we get older, we learn. Okay, I may not be able to say no without getting in trouble. So I'll do it some other way. In all areas of our life, there is this... This element that is within us that wants to rebel against the authoritative words in our life. The Word of God does not come merely as a list of suggestions and recommendations for our lives. You can understand that better when you understand that God is creator of everything, including us. When He is the creator of everything, then He has the ability to make the rules. The Word of God is His authoritative list. It is instructional. It is the law of the Lord. It is pure. It is right. It is wonderful. It is wholesome. Everything about the word is right. Everything about the word is pure. Everything about the word is complete and right. The word of God tells us about the characteristics of his will, tells us about the characteristics of his kingdom. 
It tells us how God responds to behaviors and consequences of those behaviors. It is the law of the Lord. The next thing you'll find that it says the law of the Lord is perfect. It is complete. It is a place of perfection. It covers all aspects of life. Everything we face, everything we need, the answers that we need in this life are found in the law of the Lord. There's there's nothing in this life that is not covered in this book. It is complete. It is perfect in totality. This is not a book that is part of it spot on and part of it is not. It's perfect in every way. It is perfect, my friend, from cover to cover. We have to settle this, and I I, I mentioned this last Sunday. It is so important we settle this truth in our lives. It is perfect from cover to cover. When you come to the place where you say, okay, this page is okay, but this page is not. This truth is okay, this truth is not. Then everything is left up to the frailty of an imperfect human. I don't want to put my faith in something that is based on something as frail as an imperfect human's opinion. I need something, friends, that will be there when everybody else is gone. I need something that will be a bedrock, something that will be a lifeline, something that will hold me, keep me, and sustain me. The Word of God, it is perfect. It is 100% accurate. In all that it asserts. It contains all truth needed for human happiness and joy. The book has everything you need for living a godly life in Christ. There's nothing missing. It warns you and I about the things to stay away from. It leads us into everything that will increase joy and fulfillment in this life. Why? Because the law of the Lord is perfect. It says the law of the Lord is perfect. Doing what? It refreshes the soul. When we often think of this word refreshing, we think of uh, restoring something that is uh, depleted, restoring it back to its original condition. But really, this word restoring is more of a picture of transformation. It totally changes you. It makes you into a new person. It brings you and I back into alignment with God's plan. You see, when I'm refreshed, I'm renewed, and I'm prepared for what is ahead of me. When I am refreshed, I'm empowered, and I'm encouraged, and I'm built up to move forward. The Bible, the Word of God, listen my friend, it will transform you. When you receive Christ, you came because of the message of the word of God. You heard the gospel and responded. And it began a transforming work in your life. Martin Luther at the end of his life said this, I did nothing, the word of God did it all. I did nothing, the word of God did it all. He goes on to say, the statutes of the Lord are trustworthy. This is God's statement on himself. If you will, this is God's autobiography. It's a book that he wrote on himself. These are God's thoughts. If you want to know what God thinks, if you want to know how God thinks, if you want to know how God responds, if you want to know what the ways that God works, it's in the book. My friend, you can trust it because it's trustworthy. You can build your life on it. The Word of God is sure. It is solid. It is secure. In a world that you and I are living in today when nothing is secure right now, Nothing is secure. Everybody, how many know everybody's a little bit worried right now in our world? Leaders are worried about what's going on. We need something that's trustworthy, a bedrock, something you can build your life on. God, the creator of everything, this is his word for us. The statutes of the Lord are trustworthy. It goes on and says this, making wise the simple. I don't know about you, but there's times in my life I don't know what to do. There's times in my life, in fact, I would probably back that up a little bit and say there's a lot of times in my life I don't know what to do. This word will lead you. It is a guidebook in a world where people don't know which way to go in life. 
the Bible brings the answer. You may, you may say, I don't know what God wants me to do, and I don't know how to live for God. I tell you, it's in the book. It says it will make you wise. It changes us to a person of wisdom. Now, to, to better understand that thought, it says making wise the simple. The word simple in the original language denotes an open door. When you have an open door, people just come in and go out as they please. Through an open door, and I, I would assume last night when y'all went to bed that you went and you not only closed your front door, but you locked it. Because you wanted to be control of who comes in and goes out. Probably one of the strangest things that happens at our house. Five years ago, our son moved out, got married and moved out on his own. The weirdest thing that happens at our house is when we're sitting there and all of a sudden we hear the front door open. We're not expecting someone, and all of a sudden the front door opens, and she looks at me, and she looks at me kind of like, what are you going to do? I'm like, what do you mean, what am I going to do? <laughs> we have that door so we can control, at least we try, to control the flow of who comes in and who goes out. The Word of God works that very same way. It makes wise the simple. It's the Word of God that helps you determine what you're going to let into your life. And it is able, my friend, not to give you just knowledge. How many of you know there's a big difference in knowledge and wisdom? It will make you wise. Notice in the passage, it continues on, says the precepts of the Lord are right. I love that word, right. They are right. These are the laws that God has put into order. God has set natural laws. God has set moral laws. God has set spiritual laws these are things that he has set in concrete they work because god put them in order some things sometimes how many you know we don't like laws sometimes how many y'all enjoy paying taxes man nobody today we don't like paying taxes. how many you know it's a, if you don't pay your taxes how many you know somebody's gonna come and visit we don't like laws, but it doesn't change the laws. You and I may not like or agree with them, but it doesn't change the law. Many times people don't understand the truth. You know, if, if you, how many of y'all know, I shared with you last week the law of gravity. What happens with the law of gravity? If I jump off the platform, guess where I'm going? Not up, but down. I might go up after I go down. <laughs> Depends on how far it is. <laughs> The law of gravity is going to win. You can say all day long, I don't believe in the law of gravity. You can go up in the air and jump out of an airplane and say, I don't believe the law of gravity exists. Well, good luck with that. It's a law that's set in concrete. His, his precepts are right. God's laws, friends, will set you on a right path. The precepts of the Lord are right. They show you and I how to be the husband God created us to be, the wife God created us to be. They show us how to be the man or the woman that God designed and created us to be. Now, you can say, I don't believe those laws. I think that's where we're at as a culture today. I don't believe the laws. I have my own thoughts on what's right or wrong. And friend, you don't have to agree with them, but it does not change the nature. They are God's laws. You'll notice it says the precepts of the Lord are right, and they do something. They give joy to the heart. I would tell you today, if you want to get joy, get the Word of God in your life. You know, this morning, like I shared with you this morning, I was standing there, and, and I'll be honest with you, I lost an hour of sleep last night just like y'all did, and I wasn't quite as spry this morning as I normally am. And I'm standing at the window, and even in that moment, all of a sudden, the Word of God just came up and stood up inside of me. Started my day off right this morning with some joy in my heart. The Word of God brings joy to us. Psalm 119 and 111 says, Your laws are my treasure. They are my heart's delight. I am determined to keep your decrees to the very end. I would submit this to you, and this is kind of where we wrapped up last week. When you and I neglect the Word of God in our life, it is to our own detriment. 
it, it really it's it's it brings us to a place of malnourishment when we start talking about spiritual health you'll notice that the passage continues the end of verse 8 said the commands of the lord are radiant giving light to the eyes the word of god makes things easy to see it takes the hard things in life that we cannot understand takes the hard things in life we can't see and it enables us to see and understand them through the word of god you and i can understand why things happen we can understand how things work when people are saying why did god do this we can know through the word because it enlightens the eyes when we're faced with situations and the world tells us how we ought to respond the word of god gives light to the eyes Man, folks, if there's ever a day we need light to the eyes and we need understanding, it is today. We need to understand not with our natural mind. We need to understand not with our natural thoughts. We need to know what are God's thoughts. In this day, we need to be able to say, this is what God says. I want to encourage you husbands in the home, when there's a family y'all don't know what to do, you need to be able to head back to the Word and say, listen, family, this is what God's Word says we need to do. Husbands and wives, you need to be able to say together in your household, this is what God says. It may not be what everybody's doing, but this is what God says for us to do. Gives light to the eyes. Verse 9 says, fear of the Lord is pure. The fear of the Lord is our honor and our reverence and our worship of Him. It is, Proverbs says this, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. If the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, then the fear of the Lord is our reverence and our worship. Then worshiping the Lord is helping you and I know about Him in a better way. The value of what happens here in this church as we worship the Lord and we are lifted into His presence and then you and I go off into the week better because of what happens here in worship. As we worship, what happens is our hearts are turned towards God, and God speaks to us. You'll notice it continues on and says this, it's enduring forever. Man, this is the good news right here. It doesn't have to be updated. Everything. I don't know about you all, but it seems like every time I turn on my computer in the office, it wants a new update. And I don't know about your computer, but my computer never seems to work as good after I do the update. Everything in life, you, you open your phone and you, you know, 20 things, 20 of the apps need updated. Everything. Why? Because life is constantly in a state and a flux of change and it's constantly giving and moving and it's, it's moving with the culture. So as our culture changes, everything else has to be updated. How many of you know we do life differently today than we did 20 years ago? How many of y'all can remember, that this is going to put age on us, how many of y'all can remember life before a cell phone? How many of y'all remember answering machines? How many of y'all remember life before an answering machine? Yeah. How many of you know, we do things differently. Used to, if you wanted to call, let's say I wanted to call Mark and, and Jody, and I call, and I would call their house, and if nobody answered, I didn't get all bent out of shape. And, 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 and you know what? They didn't call me back. So what I do is I try again, and then I try again, I try again, and in my mind I might say, "Where are where are they at?" But eventually they're going to be home, and the phone's going to ring. They're going to answer it. We're going to get connected. Now you text somebody, and if they don't respond in ten seconds, everybody's up in arms. You see, what has happened is culture has changed. And so we have had to adapt and change to culture. But I declare to you today, this book doesn't have to be adapted. It is the one leading the culture. It's the one leading the way. It still is the way, the truth, and the life. Because it's about Jesus. It's enduring forever. It's enduring forever forever it doesn't have to be refined it doesn't have to be made clear it doesn't have to be brought up today the word of god is relevant to any generation and any age the truth you see when you have the truth 
The truth never has to change. Why? It's the truth. You tell a story today. Listen, if you get brought into court and your first day in court, you say, I on the Bible, you put your hand on the Bible. This is the truth, the whole truth, nothing but the truth. And a month later, you're in court and you tell a different story. The judge is going to say, now, whoa, 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 whoa. I thought back over here, you put your hand on the good book and you said, this is the truth, the whole truth, nothing but the truth. Why are you changing your story? You see, it can't be the truth here if it's not the truth here. Ooh, Jesus, we need this. What the Word of God used to be in your life back here, it still is today. You see, when I was five years old, it was the truth. I'm not five anymore. I'm ten times five plus some on top of the ten time, and it's still the truth. You see, when you hook up with the truth, heaven and earth will pass away, but the truth will always remain. It endures forever. Friends, we need the word in our life. We need to read it. We need to take it in. What we're going to do here is we're going to do our best to teach the Word of God. Why? Not because it's the thing we do, but because the Word has the power to change our lives. Notice it says, ordinances of the Lord are sure. Depending on the translation, you have some of the translations say the decrees of the Lord. Ordinances and rules are a judiciary term. This book is the divine verdict. This is the verdict handed down from heaven. Heaven has rendered its judgment and it's in the book. Everything in the book tells us about angels, about heaven, about hell, about salvation, about life, about death. And all these things are true because the book is the truth. So therefore you can understand that everything that it says about bitterness and unforgiveness and mercy and grace are also true and relevant. Listen, it is the final word. I grew up in an era much different than today. Us kids at home, mainly my sister, because my brothers are so much older than we are, and I make that point known to them every time I get the opportunity. <laughs> but it was mainly my sister and I, and my sister and I had a way of discussing. How many of your kids discuss things? I'm not going to ask how many husbands and wives discuss things. But we had a way of discussing, and every once in a while, our discussions would get a little carried away. And from somewhere in the house, we would hear my father's voice. My dad would say, enough. And inside, you wanted to just, you wanted to get one more zinger in. <laughs> but you knew... If you tried to zing the other one, you know it's coming for, the heat is coming on from dad. When my dad said the final word, that was it. There was no more discussion. There was no more, let me make my point made. It was the final verdict. I declare to you today, this is the final verdict from God. It is not changed by the opinions of man, nor the thoughts of man, nor the wisdom of man. It is the final verdict. The ordinances or the decrees of the Lord are sure. They are firm. They are true. It's the final word. That brings us to an end of the transforming works of the word. Now I want to take some time and we're going to start looking at the value because you see... You and I can, we can understand how the Word works in our life. You and I have seen the Word of God work in our life. But there has, for it to become revelation for you and I, we have to see the value of it in our life. 
if you're going to engage in it. And if it's going to be a part of your everyday life, you've got to understand that the Word of God isn't just about a works thing. And often I would describe to you today this, is we see the Bible as another thing I have to do. It's nothing, well, man, I didn't read today. And so I, I have guilt and guilt and guilt and guilt. And, and so I'll read five more chapters tomorrow to make up for it. It is not about another work. You and I have to come to the place where we see the value. Hmm. And I pray that this part of, of this series becomes a revelation to you and I. Because if it does, it will totally transform how you and I approach the Word of God in our life. It is the value of the Word of God. Look at verse 10. It says, they're more precious than gold, than much pure gold. Mankind won't believe it. But this book is worth more than solid gold. As a result, you and I must treat this book with respect and honor because this book is priceless. It is more precious than gold. It is to be desired. Hold on to your seat for a minute. It is to be desired more than money. Let's be honest. How many of y'all, how many of y'all like money? Come on. How many of y'all like money? If you don't, I'll take yours. Yeah. There's something about our humanity. We love money. We like money. We like to have money. We like to spend money. We like money. This book is to be desired more than money because it's a book of treasure. You should study it and meditate on it. It's priceless. It is more precious than gold. Even the Bible says, even pure gold. Now, you and I understand in our world today that gold is the most treasured, precious commodity in our world. And yet, this book is more. This book is to be desired more than a million dollars, more than our material possessions. This is better than any account you have. To know this book makes you rich. This book is priceless. That's something we don't have revelation of. Don't misunderstand me in this point I want to make. But if we were to poll you today, and how many of you know when we're in church, we'll say things that really we don't always really mean on the inside. It's that thing of when you're not fine and, and you know, people walk by and they say, how you doing today? And you're great. And inside, you're not great at all. If we were to take everybody in this room today and put you on a lie detector machine and then put you on the screen and we were to say, which... Would you rather have the Word of God or a million dollars? Yeah, how many of y'all know there'd be a challenge there? Let's just be real for a minute, okay? We can, we can say there's... The, we'd say, well, man I, man, I could pay off my house. I could pay off my car, my credit card bills. I could get all that stuff, and then we could go on a vacation, and we could, we could retire. We could do all these things. And I would submit to you, the only thing you'd have is something that's temporary. Because the truth is, how many of how y'all got upset when the stock market did a tumble this past week? People are freaking out in the world because the money they thought they have is gone now just vanished into thin air this book will be here when the economy is going under and when the economy is surging this book will be here when everything is all said and everything is all done 
When you pick up your Bible, you are reading something. I'm reading something that people across the ages have not always had simple access to. And there are many still today that do not have access to the Word of God. You and I are blessed beyond measure. If I were to to, to tell the truth today, most of us have more than one Bible. You can go into my office back there today, and there are multiple Bibles on the shelf. And we've, we've got them all. we got the NIV, the NLT, the KGV, the NKGV. we got all kinds of them. And there's some people around the world today that struggle to get one page of it. When I was reading this passage, there was a video that came to me. I shared this video with you a few years back, and I really felt today it, 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 it bared repeating. Uh, I will tell you it is not good quality because it was taken in a house church in China. Today the Christians, it's really an underground church. The true church in China is an underground church because believers are being killed, imprisoned for their faith. Their Bibles are being taken from them and they're being burned. Many of them do not have access. And many in the rural areas in China have absolutely no access to the Word of God. And uh, this, this video, what it shows is they literally smuggled some Bibles into a group of believers in a suitcase. And this video is short. It's, it's like a minute long. And it is the response of these Chinese believers at getting their Bible. And um, you will see the, the word should come up. And the lady who is giving leadership to that group of believers, she says, this is what we needed Watch, watch carefully in this video for, like I said, it's poor quality, but for what you can see, watch the believers as they get the Bible, and many of them start kissing the Bible. Titus, will you help me, buddy? Thank you, Titus. I don't know about you, but I can't watch that without having sober thoughts come to my mind. Do not misunderstand me. I'm not showing this to try to guilt you into anything. Actually, that video is probably one of the most biblically sound things I've seen in a while because the scripture says it is more precious than gold, even much pure gold. What value does the Word of God have in your life? What value does the Word of God hold for your daily living? You see, in this book are the words of life. They are able to make you wise for life and salvation. The same words that spoke in creation existed are from the same voice that spoke these words that are recorded in your Bible. May the Lord give you and I fresh desire and hunger and regard for his word. I just want to stop right there and pray for us. Would you join me? Dear Jesus, today we come to you. Lord, I know that these believers in this video, Lord, have been persecuted for their faith and they've 
uh, been considered outcasts from their society. And I, I know, Lord, that their culture is different from ours. But, Lord, that's the kind of love for your word that I want to have. God, I pray you'll start changing the appetite of my life for the things that really matter most. Lord, the, the lady in the video said this is what we needed the most. Lord, I declare this is what we as a church and as believers and Jerry needs the most. It is the word of God. It's more precious than gold. Lord, would you change my heart? Across this room, Lord, would you change our hearts? Cause us to be hungry for the word of God. Lord, not out of ritual, but out of relationship with you. Let us be hungry for the word of God. Lord, I pray that we would trade the works to a relationship. Not that it's my burden to bear, but it's the joy of my life. It is of greater value than all the money I could ever amass. It is of greater value than any material thing I possess. Lord Jesus, change our hearts, I pray. Lord, let it begin in me. Lord, I love your word, but I want to love your word like those people love your word. In Jesus' name, amen. They're more precious than gold, than much pure gold. You'll find the word of God continues on, and it says that it brings pleasure. It is sweeter than honey, even honey from the honeycomb. The Bible is compared to a natural sugar source, the sweetest of things. The idea is that it tastes good in our lives, it makes you want more of it. It is fulfilling, it is satisfying, it is nourishing. I don't know about you, but when it comes to sugar in its natural, I can't get enough of it. The more, ex explain it this way. If in front of you was laid a platter of chocolate chip cookies, I think for a while the Oreo commercial was you can't eat just one. Because you eat it, and there is this thing inside of you that says, I've got to have more. And not just, I don't, I don't need a one more cookie, I need the plate of cookies. Something, man, how to, it's in all of us. You know, and for you, it may be not chocolate cookies, it's pie, it's cake, it's, it's Coke, it's, it's whatever. You got to have it, it's sweet tea, you got to have it. I've told my wife for a long time, she, I don't think she likes tea, she likes sweet. There's something about when you and I take sugar in, this, this thing starts working inside of me that says, I've got to have more. I need more of it. Just a little bit of it won't do. And uh, the Bible says that it is sweeter than honey, even the honeycomb. Its purpose is that when it gets inside of you, it will make you desire more of it and more of it. And you know what? I'm 52 years old, and I'm still not tired of eating sugar. I kind of have this feeling if I live to be a hundred and two, I'm still going to like sugar. My prayer is that at 52 or 102 or 82 or 32 or 22, that I will have that desire that comes from the inside. The more I read the Word, the more I want to read the Word. The more I hear from God, the more I want to hear from God. The more it's a lamp into my feet and a light from my path, the more I want it to be those things in my everyday life. Friend, I'm talking to you today about something that will utterly change your spiritual health health 
revolutionize your life. The Word of God is sweet to the soul. It is nourishment for the spirit man. You and I need to feed on the Word of God. You'll notice it goes on. It says in verse 11, By them your servant is warned. God's Word, friend, can warn you. It's sharper than any two-edged sword. It divides right down to the soul. It touches the areas of your life and my life. Not asking for a, a, a response just inwardly. How many times have you read the Word of God and it's, it's put its finger on area of your life? And said, this is not good. This is not bringing honor and glory to God. It has been said that this book will keep you from sin, and sin will keep you from this book. The word of God, it is by them your servant is warned. The, the word points out things we need to change. The word will save us a whole lot of trouble in life. My dad, in growing up, often would tell me, especially if, as, as I was getting into my teenage years and my early 20s, my dad would say, son, we'd, be, we'd go ride in the vehicle, and my dad would say, listen, son, if you'll just listen to me, I'll save you a whole lot of grief. Now, I'll be honest with you. At that time, I did what I believe my father did when my grandpa told him the same thing. I don't know what rolling your eyes really looks like. I kind of think you roll your eyes inwardly, not outwardly. But I remember uh, those, oh, Dad, you just don't understand. Lord have mercy, the older I get, the more I go, oh, he understood so much. And if I had just listened to him... What God is saying in the book is this. If you'll listen to me, my word will protect your life. My word will guard your health. My word will guard your mind. My word will help you keep purity in your heart. It'll guard your heart. In fact, the psalm says, above all else, guard your heart. Because out of it flow the very issues of life. Psalm 119 verses 9 and 11. How can a young man, and I would make this declaration, it could be a young man or an old man. It could be a young woman or an old woman. How can a young person stay pure? By obeying the word. I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. How many y'all? How many y'all have ever sinned? sin we've all sinned God's word hid in our heart friends keep us from sin Pastor Jeremy and I were talking a couple weeks ago and I remember one time you'll have to pardon the the bluntness of my example I remember as a kid one time down from the church I grew up in there was a village pantry just down the road and uh, being a, a, a minister's son, I spent a lot of my life in church, and I grew up in church, and there were events that went on, and we were there lots of times. And, and I remember a lot of times there'd be a break, and me and my friends, we had walked down to the village pantry that was down at 9th Street and Miller Avenue. And I remember one day we went down there, and I thought, man, that, they had these little sub sandwiches in the case. And I thought, man, that's exactly what I need right there. Told the clerk, I need that sandwich. I bought it. I probably had it gone before I got back to the church just a couple blocks away. I remember later that day, something began to transpire in my body. I don't know what was in that sandwich or what was on that sandwich or what was bad about it, but there was something in that sandwich. My body in that sandwich did not agree at all. I got so sick 
I mean sick, 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 and then I got a little more sick on top of that. Any time after that, if somebody would say, you want a sub to eat? <laughs> Nausea came over me. <laughs> Ugh. Couldn't even stand the thought of eating a cold sub. Still to this day, it's there. Because something didn't agree with my spirit. It got in me, but it didn't agree with my body. You know what, friends? Once you have been redeemed from that stuff, staying away from sin is not about works. It's about when I understand, if you knew where I came from, you'd understand why I don't want to go back there again. You know what the Word of God does? The Word of God is there to protect you and I. It's there to keep us. It'll protect every area of your life. God's Word will protect you. It'll guard you. It'll build a hedge around your life that the devil can't get through to touch you. When Jesus was tempted, what did he do? He used the Word. You know, sometimes we get, you know, we get the idea, oh, I'll just tell the devil, you get out of here. The devil ain't scared of you or me. Listen, devil ain't scared of all of us put together. But I will tell you what stops him in his tracks. The word of God. And so listen, you could go, you know, in a moment, you could say, well, listen, devil, Ford says. You could say, Pastor Jerry says. He goes, what's that? That means nothing to me. But you can say the Almighty says, I am says. You see, he knows who he is. It's not like you've got to reacquaint the devil with who he is. The Lord says, the Lord rebuke you, Satan. <laughs> oh, the Lord rebuke you. Get away from my family. I take authority over you by the blood of the Lamb and the word of my testimony. I take authority over your word because of the word of God. Listen, don't, 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 do not try to approach the enemy with wisdom and wit. He'll beat the stuffings out of you. Don't try to approach him. My grandma, my grandpa, they've been in the faith for years. He, you need to use the word. The word of God will keep you from sin. The word of God will protect you. The word of God will guard you. It will keep you. By them, your servant is warned. It'll give you divine direction. Psalm 119, 105. Your word is a lamp to guide my feet and a light for my pathway. I love that passage. Listen to that passage in the Message Bible. It says, by your words, I can see where I'm going. They throw a beam of light onto my dark path. Isn't that good? That's really good. By your words, I can see where I'm going. They throw a beam of light onto my dark path. The word will keep you, friend, from hidden snares. The word will illuminate the right path. Sometimes we just don't simply know what the right way is to take. The Bible will guide you. The book will lead you. It will teach you. It will help you. And it will keep you. By them is your servant warned. By them is your servant warned. I've got more, but we're going to stop there. Because I feel prompted in my spirit right there to stop for today. I need the word. You know, I remember back in 2013, uh, Paul and I went on a cruise. And I remember when the bus pulled up at the dock. You know, I grew up in Grant County, Indiana. The biggest boats I've ever seen we're on the reservoir. 
Every once in a while, somebody in a really big houseboat would go by real slow. <laughs> they pulled up. And when they pulled up, it was so tall, I couldn't even see the top of the ship. Our room was on the 11th floor. Big boat. Big boat. And, you know, we got on to this really big boat. And we're there, and it is enormous, bigger than anything I've ever been on or seen. And you could walk down the aisle after aisle after aisle. And you could get on the elevator and go up floor after floor after floor after floor after floor after floor. After floor, after floor, after floor. I remember many more standing out on the deck when, the, when the, the ship would come into dock. And it was a long. 